much to my dismay, it's almost Christmas, by which I mean I went to the Christmas tree shops yesterday and they, yeah, it was like easy advertised. At that point, I kind of, it's like, what was I expecting, really? But um, by which I actually mean, it's it's October 18th, <laughs> okay, 2022, if you must know the year, okay? I know in previous episodes I mentioned having COVID. Yes, you can still get COVID in the year of somebody's Lord 2022, Uh, but they, you know, uh, apparently it's Christmas now, right? So we have to talk about that instead. I'm not anti-Christmas, all right? I'm pro-whatever. I'm, you know, neutral on spending time with family. It decides, it depends on what they decide to do with their time. Um, but I just think, you know, I feel like it gets earlier every year. And so I, I really wanted to take an opportunity to uh, use this podcast to talk about a holiday that I guess is underrepresented. Halloween! And again, I don't really do anything for Halloween. I live in the second floor of an apartment building. You know, I am not a, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm 25. Like, you know, it's not that you can't trick-or-treat when you are an older person. Of course you can, but it's like, I don't, you know, it's the, the costume thing and the going around thing. You know, as an adult, I've come to peace with the fact that I don't like doing that. I just want the candy. And even then, I don't really care about the candy. Fucking, I got my fucking chocolate sunflower seed butter. I'm good. It's like candy in a jar. It's fucking great. And do you know how many neighbors I had to ask for that? None! I didn't even go to a grocery- There's not even a grocery store in my town. I was towns away. It was excellent. Um, I had to pay for it, though, which did suck. But hey, it's commerce. So, hi. Happy Halloween. It's still a little early, but- yeah, I figured it's as good a time as ever to start, um, discussing the as you will. Um, uh, my name is Mickey Soro, um, as you can tell. Yeah, I'm spooky without even trying. It doesn't even really matter to me that it's Halloween, honestly. Like I said, I'm not gonna fucking do anything about it, or for it, or with it, or, you know, I'll be at work, and then I'll come home, maybe I'll record a podcast episode, maybe I'll fall asleep. Who knows? I don't know, maybe I'll take a shower. Whoa, you know, getting, getting wild. Um, I'll probably take a shower. I, it's a safe bet. Um, also, so is falling asleep. Yeah, I'll, I'll do shit. I'll fucking do Duolingo on my phone, and then I'll look at the date on my phone, and I'll be like, it's Halloween. Whoops. Oopsie. Honestly, actually, you know what? I might go to my parents' house for Halloween. I might help them pee soup candy. I don't know. I'm kind of spooky all year round, so as you can tell, again, by my name, Mickey Soro. Always prepared. Um, and uh, this is my podcast, which mine is ours, spelled H-O-U-R-S, which I think is honestly the scariest thing about this entire episode and podcast as a whole. Because the reason why it's called that is because for about an hour, I'm gonna share. It's all about sharing. This is this show is really all about sharing, I think. Um, because, you know, historically, everybody wants to share with me. Everyone wants to, to know what I have to say. And it's not because I have a gimmicky cartoon character voice, it's because I have real and good opinions. Today's episode, for about an hour, it is always, um, I'm actually going to share other people's opinions. And I'm going to give my opinions on those opinions based on the information that I'm given when it comes to what their opinions are about. You're going to see what I mean. So, horror movies, right? I'm the type of person, I'll watch a horror movie any day of the week, any month of the year. In, in part, it's because time is very fake to me. I'm, you know, always a little spaced out. I don't... People will be like, what day is it? And it's like, I don't know. I work seven days a week, six or seven days a week, usually seven. And it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, time doesn't fucking matter to me. You know what I mean? Because it's always time. Like, it just, not to say it keeps on ticking, but like, it does, you know, time. 
is it I don't know what song that is, but there is just one song where at the end of the song it's just the clock ticking and they just yell time. I remember a marching band that was better than our marching band when I was in high school, which like it didn't take much to be better than us. But I'm not supposed to say that and put that opinion on the internet, but I'm going to. Uh, I think they did that song, and it's just like, this is kind of hick, but, like, we also did Star Trek that year, so who's more hick? You know, <laughs> the, the the marching band doing an entire show about the concept of time, which is already pretty trippy, or a bunch of fucking nerds in their fucking nerdiest uniforms with their fucking nerdiest instruments doing fucking Star Trek music. Seven to nine minutes of straight Star Trek music nerding out, nerding out on the field. I, you know, <laughs> we lost for a reason. Anyway, uh, live long and prosper. But horror movies, right? Any any day, any time, any place, um, whatever, wh wherever, we'll always be together. We'll be there and you'll be here. And it's just it, my dear. And horror movies are my dear. I don't watch, I can't watch a lot of them. I, I mean, I can, and I do. <laughs> um, you know, I know a lot of people when, sometimes there's this thing about watching horror movies where people are like, I'm so hardcore, I can watch all the horror. Body horror doesn't phase me. Meanwhile, like, waking up in the morning is body horror for me, like, straight up. Like, people, not that anyone's ever asking me about my, you know, thoughts on the human experience, but I, I would say it's body horror. I would say that being in a human being a soul in a human body is body horror. So already, that shit freaks me out when it's like, oh, they're cursed with humanity, but then they're also becoming a fly. I was already upset that they were cursed with humanity. I, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, it's so like, yeah, I don't do blood super well. Even if it's like a shitty, it's part of what makes it fun to me. You could have the shittiest movie with the shittiest effects. And I'll still be like, you know, like it's, it could be the it could be the fakest fucking blood, and I'll still like think it's the most disgusting thing in the world. Also, jump scares. I am very easily got by jump scares. Uh, when YouTube was all screamers and like the the you know, uh, probably like 2007 to like 2015. Uh, that sucked. That era sucked for me. And since then. I've been, um, unrelatedly, late-life diagnosis of PTSD, and so now it's like, I didn't have it at the time, but I could probably retrofit my life story where it's like, oh, that's why, I'm not a wuss, I just have a condition, and it's like, no, 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 Mickey, full honesty, you're a wuss, that also has a condition, and also, if you have PTSD, you're not a wuss, I just say I'm unrelated, uh, I was the pre-PTSD, pre-TSD, if you want to get funky with it. Um, but yeah, I, lo I love horror movies. I don't, you know, obviously I don't always have the stomach for them, but I, I, I do love them a lot. I was watching some recently. Uh, I finally saw Hellraiser for the first time and I really, I'm, <laughs> this is not going to be like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not Siskel and Ebert, you know, whatever. I'm not, my opinion doesn't matter. Also, it's a movie that straight up came out in like 1985, probably. So like, it's not news that hell raider or hell razor excuse me is fucking awesome like it's not gonna like blow anybody's mind they because like we all know we've we've been we've been new we've known we've known straight up everyone's known i so i i i know Hellraiser from dragula which if you haven't seen dragula even if you have stop what you're doing watch it or just stop this watch anything stop this fucking turn on american dad like you know this podcast is not going to be worth your time but thank you for being here and i do appreciate it i'm just it's just some fucking guy rambling about horror movies yeah i'm gonna say probably dates the majority 
of podcasts, so I'm in good company. Um, but yeah, so I know of Hellraiser from Dragula, because in Dragula, so for people that don't know, Dragula is a drag competition show, but they're drag monsters, and you don't have to be a queen. You can be a king, you can be genderless, you can be post-gender, you can, you can, you know, uh, you can do whatever you want, really, honestly, just gotta be a monster. So, um, it's fucking cool, and, um, they, uh, I think it was season three? They had a Cenobite challenge, and I thought the looks were really fucking cool, but I was like, I don't fucking goddamn know what a Cenobite is, to be honest, I don't super follow anything. Like, I follow horror, but I don't, like, follow, follow horror, you know what I mean? Like, maybe the only thing I do follow, honestly, is streak. So, um, there's that. Um, but I was just like, I don't know what's fucking going on, and it looks fucking dope. Like, James Majesty's look, uh, where she's, like, a fuckable DVD player, that's it's really cool. Like I, you know, and even watching the movie, I still don't really fully know what a Cenobite is, but, um, you know, I, it's still cool. Uh, love the guy with the missing voice box. Uh, I, you know, I was, I love, love, uh, God, I'm going to get his name wrong and I'm going to look like a chump. Not nail face. Nail bite. N- no, not nail biter. What the fuck was his name? Uh, he's got nails in his face. It'll come to me. Pinhead, sorry. <laughs> Love that guy. Um, yeah, it's only my first time watching it, okay? So, everyone, calm down. Um, I have this very distinct ability where I can watch a full movie, remember what happened, and not know a single character's name. And it could be, like, a movie where the character's name is, like, the movie. And I, you know, I still won't. I could watch, I've never seen it. I could watch It's Pit, try to describe it to somebody, and be like, yeah, there's this person, and their name was... That'll come to me. Anyway, the movie's name was It's Pit, uh, but I think it's unrelated, honestly. Like, I'm, you know, I'm missing pieces upstairs, but it's okay. Um, I fucking love the Cenobites. They look fucking cool. Um, you know, the box thing was cool. I did want to see, again, not that my criticism, it's also not a criticism. I think it's just a, a difference in writing style. I did want to see more of, when Pinhead said, for some we can be angels, for some we can be demons, whatever the line was, I thought that was really cool. I, I, and I know there's more Hellraisers, so maybe they expand on that idea a little bit more because I do like the idea of, even if it's like never used in the universe, I do like the idea of what it's getting at where it's like, these people look fucking terrifying, but they're angels. And so I just, I've just always really liked the dichotomy. So I don't know. I know there's a second one. It's on shutter. I'm probably going to watch it at some point. Uh, I watched a lot of horror movies when I ate COVID. So um, also COVID free got tested today. Am fine. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> you didn't have to ask. I can't hear you anyway. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, what the fuck was the name of the one? Um, this was really good. It's so Shutter uh is like a Netflix just for horror movies. It's pretty cool. Like I, you know, obviously I hate it. Obviously I hate it. Hello, but um, uh, I watched Butcher ba- Butch sorry Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, which um I believe was released under a different name. So I just sound like I said full full on nothing, but. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Whoopsie. Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. It was released is uh also known as uh Nightmare Warning or Nightmare Maker. 
Okay, so we got it. We got there. Um, sorry. Very slow on the IMDb uptake. Not IMDb itself, me. And I have the ape and everything. I still just suck at this. Anyway, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, right? Um, it was really good. I, um, I, it's in the queer horror collection on Shudder. Shudder is like a queer horror collection, which is either like queer directors or queer um, characters portrayed in a good way. Like, finally. So it's pretty cool. Like the thing with um, uh, Hellraiser, I th I'm pretty sure it was directed by a, a queer person. And um, I did like the, it did touch on elements of one of the main male characters, masculinity in a way that like, I think a lot of, not to like, whatever, I, some, I, I pick up on little shit when it comes to like masculinity, because I'm like, obviously not somebody that experiences it very traditionally. And like, I've found weird ways around and into masculinity, and honestly, I'm not really that masculine, but I do feel a connection to it, and so, yeah, I think about this shit sometimes. I thought it was really interesting that one of the first lines we hear from the skinned corpse guy, um, <laughs> it was going so good until I forgot his name. It's like Frank. Uh, one of the first lines we hear from Frank um, was, don't look at me. And he repeats this because he's physically ashamed of his appearance. And I know that it's like, okay, he's skin corpse man. I get it, okay? I did just, they just kind of struck me because I think it is very rare for, in any, at least in any media that I've seen, it is very rare for um, a male character or a male lead, not played for leaves, um, to show any sort of vulnerability when it comes to, like, being ashamed of physical appearance or something like that. Because usually, I mean, not to like, I could also be coming at this from completely the wrong angle, but usually it's like, you know, you, especially from movies of the time, even though it's a different genre, like the, the, the eighties macho man movie idea, you know, like Conan, the barbarians never going to say, don't look at me. That's my, that's my Arnold accent. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know, buddy cop movies, no one's ever going to be like, oh, don't look, I'm ashamed of how I, it was, yeah, it just struck me, but I could have been wrong, um, but I thought it was, yeah, I, I liked that, even though this guy's a fucking villain, because he tells the lady with the severe hair that I think is also, like, British or something, I don't know what her deal was, she was cool, uh, he made people kill for him to steal their skin, and it's like, it's fucked up, but I did also like that he was written with that initial sensitivity, so, you know, what, it's, also, I'm not saying that's what makes it queer, but I do like that there is like a queer perspective in the film, just generally, right? I like the the I usually can't do sex scenes, right? Like at all, like at all, <laughs> straight up at all. And even you know, like watching those, and like there was presumably like man and woman. Like I don't know if either of the characters identified like a different way or anything like that. Um, but um you know, there was, uh, like, a tenderness in the way that it was shot. Like, I don't really know. It, like, wasn't disgusting, I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, where it's, like, because usually, especially in, like, the 80s, I think I'm, go I'm gonna say this was an 80s film, um, or, like, the time period. I would say 70s through early 90s, honestly, and even some 60s if you're, you know, like, getting deep um you know the, the, it usually just is like boobies there it is like and it's like we only have sex scenes to show the boobies right or the dick maybe i don't judge show anything but also ask for the actor's consent first that's the most important part and uh if they ever say no scrape the fucking scene that's what i would do but hey i don't work in film <laughs> um clearly 
Um, but, uh, you know, I thought it was the, it, I don't think we ever saw her tits. We might've seen her tits, but I think it like, because usually it is pretty jarring. It's like, there's horror. Oh, and then your tits are here. But it's like, like the, the, even though like she was like, it's his, it's the husband's brother and she's, I mean, presumably you've seen Hellraiser, but like, it's the husband's brother presumably <laughs> i'm the only person that he hadn't seen hellraiser in 2022 which is fine um and she's cheating like it's like a fiance thing i don't know she's she's cheating but like the way it's filmed is like a lot less exploitative and a lot less jarring i would say like it's not exploitation if the person's fully comfortable with it and wants to do it but like you know what i mean where it's like i don't know it was just filmed like it was weirdly loving for a movie, but also, like, not in a, in a way that, like, made sense with the plot and the development of these characters and established their bond and made, you know, the resulting actions they much more shocking. So, um, I don't know why I said the resulting actions again, like, you've never seen Hellraiser. Anyway, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, um, also it, really shocking, really good. Um, like, not shocking, like, yeah, dead body in the attic. Whoa, whoa, she's talking to the dead body. Whoa, um, whatever uh i i really liked it it had a compassionate um you know uh 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 writing for a gay character it was i think it was one of the first films to do that especially as a horror film where there like it was shown that there was a like a a loving and monogamous even though like polygamy is cool i i'm pro uh, well polyamory excuse me i'm pro that but like i think a lot of times people also assume that the queer community is exclusively non-committal because people don't understand polyamory and also like exclusively polyamorous. So it was interesting to see a very early horror movie um, representation of like a committed queer couple, like one of the, the, the first victim of the aunt who was also the kid's mom, which was fucking weird. Um, but you know, you need the, you need the attention. Basically it is Oedipus. Okay. The whole, like, I was like, this is feeling a little Oedipal. Like I'm Greek. So, um, I don't know. I don't have a crush on my mom cause it'd be fucking weird. But when somebody does something that's like a little bit like, all right, yeah, all right, is this, is this a Greek play? Like my little, ew, Oedipus is here. Senses are tingling. Um, you know, I, I get some perks and I, I get some drawbacks. I have incredibly thick eyebrows and a really big nose and I have to shave my body hair like two times a day, but, um, I don't have to, but, <laughs> uh, but I probably should, uh, for, for cis heteronormative standards. Um, but the cool thing is I can recognize an Oedipus complex like they, like smile, mile away. Um, so, you know, got to sit through the long ace fucking shit at the Greek church, but I can watch a movie and understand themes. There's that. Being Greek is great. <laughs> You can't see me, but you might be able to hear me. I'm jingling because I'm shaking my head. Um, I got a light earrings on. Anyway, so it's it's an it's an Oedipus thing. It's like I checked IMDb, and they were like a retelling of the Oedipus. I was like, all right, a retelling of the Oedipus. Got it. Yep, knew it. Greek duel over the eight one. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so um, uh, how do I explain it? Okay, so child, you know, standard kid, his dead parents lives with an aunt, right? Presumably. We later learn she's his mom, but it was like an out of wedlock type of thing, which again, she didn't fucking made her, but it does in a small town, keep up appearances, these sort of thing, right? So, um, 
what the fuck happens. Um, she, like, kills the parents, and also killed her boyfriend and, like, keeps the body in the attic, you know, and, and goes into the attic and talks to him and lights a candle and is like, yeah, yeah, I think they're on to us, but you're looking sexy, and it's like, it's a, it's a decomposing corpse, but, you know, if you want to go there, it is a horror movie, so you can. Um, I'm glad this isn't billed as a romantic comedy, but, um, so she kills, oh, fuck, why did she kill that guy? Right, okay, so she's got a crush on her son. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's correct in, like, I'm right about the movie, but, you know, disclaimer, that's wrong. Um, it's wrong to do, but I'm correct in that that's what happened. Um, so, uh, there, she's a crush on her son. Her son's like, but, you know, he thinks he's her nephew and also doesn't realize that she has a crush on him because like, why would you ever think that? Right. Because like, don't do that. Right. But anyway, um, so he's like, yeah, I might go to college on a baseball scholarship. And she's like, Haha, no, no, you won't. Uh, because I love you like sexually, which was wrong again, wrong. And, um, so she, like, um, I just realized my window's open. Fix that. Okay. Um, so she is like, well, what if, what if I, uh, kill somebody? Well, first she's like, <laughs> I mean, we all know where it's going, right? You look at the poster and it's like, um, well, at least the poster for Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. I'm not, I, I didn't see the poster for, um, Nightmare Maker specifically. Uh, it's the same movie, but you know, sometimes when they have different titles, they're like different posters will appease different audiences. And it's like, all right, whatever, man. So, um, you know, it's, it's obviously her standing over this kid and they're both naked for some reason. Oh, there it is. Oedipus right there. Got it. Bing. Um, right, so, like, we know she's gonna fucking do some fucked up shit. There's a knife on the cover, and it's like, okay, yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna fuck shit up. Um, and so she does. She invites, she needs a contractor, right? So she's like, fix my sink. Oh, wait, I don't have any money, but my boobs are out. And then he's like, I'm not into that, because he's gay. Um, he doesn't explicitly say it. She throws him, herself at him, and he says no, and, like, you know, pushes her off self-defense, and so she just fucking stabs him. She fucking stabs this dude, and her nephew slash son comes home and is like, why is there a stabbed gay man in my home that we share? Aunt that is not my mother that I know of, and she's like, oh, he tried to rape me, and so there's, like, and, you know, I think, um, I think that the... It was, like, painful to watch, but I think it was written fairly accurately. Like, first of all, she was, he didn't try to rape her, and they later figured that out because they were like, oh, he's a gay man, which, like, you know, I, they're, they, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, but, um, um, because, <laughs> like, it is kind of icky that they're like, well, no, you can't rape somebody you're sexually attracted to, and it's like, I, or not sexually attracted, it's like, let's not conflate those things, but also, I think it was handled really well, um, even though she made, like, a fake thing, you know what I mean, where she was like, not true story, but I will present it as true, officer. It was heavy-handed, but painfully well done, the extent to which the officer did not believe her, and, like, did not help, and I think, I mean, obviously, she's lying, and so I think maybe the takeaway for the audience is, like, oh, he knows she's lying, but it's also, like, 
I don't know. It just kind of like it felt weird, but also like almost vindicating to see the like the, the like staunch portrayal of you say you're a rape victim. I don't believe you. Like maybe again, this is me reading too far into it, but I I thought it was really interesting to see they had explored in film because it is genuinely first of all ACAB and also it is genuinely an abuse of power. They like people like rape victims specifically do have to face at the hands of the law. Not have to. But, like, yeah, feels like it, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, how many times have people been, like, I won't report because I know they won't believe me. I can't report because I know they won't believe me. It just, like, it was, like, wow. Like, a movie that was made in, like, 1981, like, got it. Um, even though maybe I'm reading it from a different angle, I was, like, damn. <laughs> but it, it was so well done. They, like, it was a little cheesy and a little, like, heavy-handed, but I was, like, damn, it actually kind of hurts. <laughs> Like, uh, anyway, they kill some more people, um, and, you know, big reveal, body in the attic, she poisons him with milk, it's a whole thing, and she's, like, in, like, I did see on TikTok this video, that's, like, milk is the most sinister drink in horror movies, and I, I agree, I think that's true, it's also because I think if you drink straight-up milk as a child or an adult, it's disgusting, I don't know. I'm not, like, anti-milk. Like, I'm a vegetarian. I can consume dairy, but I just, like, something about fucking milk. <laughs> like, ugh, you know? Like, I, it's gotta be chocolate or strawberry. I'm not just gonna, or either have to be cookies, but I'm not just gonna sit here and drink a glass of milk. And not because horror movies have told me that it's, like, quote-unquote sociopathic behavior. It's because, like, if you do that... I, it's fucking nasty. I don't know. I, it's weird. There's some, it's just some shit I can't get behind. I just can't get behind just straight up milk. It's got Ave cookies. Um, similarly, butter. Butter is weird to me. I don't know what it is. I'll put it on toast, but just thinking about the concept of butter, it's not even the dairy. Cause like I eat dairy, but it's like something's up with butter. <laughs> like it's a concept. I can't believe it is butter, honestly. Um, so she poisons him with milk and he, you know, gets sick at a basketball game and uh, loses out on the scholarship and he has to stay with her forever. And she's like, this is perfect and I love you and I'm your mommy. And it's like really creepy and really weird. That actress, I believe she has passed away. She was phenomenal in this movie. Um, she, I, it was campy. <laughs> And it was kind of dumb, but, you know, not dumb, but it was like, oh, wow, this is, she's, like, it's written so that someone would go there, and, like, she went there, and it, it needed it, it benefited from it, I thought it was really good, and then, um, you know, the, the, the kid lives at the end, the, there's a cool scene where he shoots a homophobic cop, which is pretty cool, and, um, you know, and there it I, it was good. I I would say check it out. Um, I try not to spoil it, but I also probably kind of did. But also, it's a movie from the 1980s. You know, it's a it's based on you can you can smell the Oedipus plot. Not that it's a good scent, probably, but uh, from like a mile away. So I don't know. It was pretty surprising where she was like, "I'm actually your mother," and it's like, "Oh wow, okay." So like stop poisoning your own child. It's bad enough you're poisoning a family member or a person with milk in general. Now it's your child. Now you've seriously got to rethink some things. Uh, what other horror movies have I watched recently? Not that this whole episode is going to be shit that I have watched, because it's not. Um, but it might be. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Slaughter High. I, I rewatched Slaughter High 
genuinely, <laughs> this is so sad, genuinely one of my favorite horror movies. Um, I know, I know. If you know Slaughter High, um, uh, yeah, I know, okay. Um, it's hilarious. It's a bunch of people with, I mean, I think it was not supposed to be, but, like, they wrote jokes. There, there are jokes in the script. Like, it's gonna be. It's going to be funny. And then additionally, it's a bunch of people with weird accents running around to school and getting fucking murdered, which is great. Um, you know, if they're adults, it's fine. You can you can murder an adult on film. Don't. I don't support snuff films. I've seen Cannibal Holocaust. They even, it wasn't even a real snuff film, and I wasn't into it. So don't do it. Um, but um, uh, uh, it's good. It's, it, it, is a, it is a bunch of... It's very obviously... British actors trying to play Americans, and some of them end up sounding like me, and I think it's very funny, so it's like I was basically in a movie, but I wasn't, obviously. Um, I, I mean, like, it's, they don't go, like, full Fargo with it, but they do, like, every so often someone hears an A, it sounds like how I say an A, and also, that's not why I like the movie, like, they could have sounded like real people, and it would have been fucking great. The kills are cool, um, you know, drinking a poison beer and your guts rip out of your body. Like, what the fuck is that? It's terrifying. Dude, if I knew there was a thing in real life, I'd go sober. Um, you know, just, like, the fire effect was really cool. Like, the practical effect in the one of the beginning scenes where they fucking burn, like, a bunch of school bullies accidentally light the kid that they're targeting on fire. Like... There was a pretty big fire on the set. It's it's pretty cool, um, and it's weird. It's I think the characters are written really likably. Like even though they did this monstrous thing, they so it's like twenty kids, and they're all played by very adult adults. But yeah, you know, whatever. Also, it's fine. <laughs> like we have to suspend the disbelief that Americans really sound like that. So it's fine. Um, but we can, we can do it age wise too, but they all bully this one kid, Marty. Right. And so, Oh, I did it. I remembered a character's name. I'm not going to do that again. Um, and you know, they like, they're fucking jerks to this kid. Um, but one of their pranks goes too far and, uh, they cause him to accidentally light himself and the school's chemistry lab on, on fire. Right. And so he's like permanently burned. And it's it's it like, you know, none of this actually did happens. But like then the rest of the movie is like Marty's dreamscape or something where he's like, what if I did grievously injure all these people that grievously injured me? And then he does in his dreamscape. Um, so it's a pretty cool film. Check that one out. Um, it's long, but I, I would say it's worth it. <laughs> um so it's uh films I have watched recently. What the hell else did I Oh, I rewatched The Perfection. Um I don't know why I did that. It's good. I you know, it's uh I don't know. It made it the film makes me kind of queasy. Um it's like I don't know. If you haven't seen The Perfection, um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you can kind of see. The first time I watched it, I was like, what? But I was also probably incredibly stoned. Um, but like, so it's a film on Netflix. It's made by Netflix. It's about like a world-renowned cellist, right? Also, I'm just going to say, first five minutes of the the movie, graphic self-harm scene very graphic self-harm scene so if you're somebody that like can't watch that because it like makes me feel gross it's there like actively main character sitting in a bathtub 
it, it whatever it's ugh. anyway so um there's this she's a world-renowned cellist um she went to this prestigious cello academy in boston massachusetts we got a shout out it's uh, hopefully this is a work of fiction um i think i think it is um but it's like uh uh so it's like but she has to her career gets cut short as a kid she's like world-renowned child cellist but her career gets cut short because her mom is dying and she has to go take care of her mom for like a decade her mom is dying for a decade um mom dies right she gets in contact with her old cello teachers they're like hey we're doing this thing like if you want to be part of it because you're a cellist we're cellists we know other cellists I this this movie is probably on record for saying cellist the most times out of any film. Um, and so she's like, yeah, all right, I'll be there. She goes, um, you know, there's, uh, she's she's like buddy buddy with her cello professors, and you kind of think, okay, this is like this really uptight world, right? But like nothing's something's gonna go wrong, but nothing goes like super wrong. Um, you know, so uh, she meets the current reigning cellist in the world who also went to this academy. Um, I don't remember either of their names, I'm sorry. Um, but they, you know, do a little performance together, and, like, it, they try to make it, like, weirdly erotic, and it's like, I have nothing against, you know, queer women. Obviously, obviously. Like, I'm a queer, I'm not a woman, but, like, you know, I support my queer sisters. Um, but, I mean, I, I you know, I don't, I... They're not people I related related to, but I do support them. Um, but um, so you know, they try to make the cello playing this weirdly erotic thing, and they intersplice it with like sex scenes, and it's like, all right, you know, nobody's ever erotically played the cello before, and also nobody ever had to, but we're here. Excuse me. Um. So yeah, there was another thing one where I was like, all right, sex scene, great, okay, <laughs> woo. Uh, if it's not shot tenderly, like Hellraiser. I don't care, but, um, so they do, they, they have a one night stand, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the previous reigning cellist's first time, and it's like this big thing, um, they get fucking drunk, and they wake up the next morning, and they're supposed to go on, like, this bus tour, um, and, like, see the sights, and, um, they, uh, uh, what the hell happens, oh, right, so what we see which they then then it, they they then play it back from the previous reigning cellist's point of view, like not like a direct POV shot, but like we see what she not we see physically what she sees, but we see the events they proceed twice. One time from the perspective of this is really happening, and one time they rewind it and they're like from the perspective of this is the chick that's in control. So they um. Basically, what happens is they wake up hungover. She gives her lover for the night, uh, no shame in that, uh, uh, um, alcohol and I believe lorazepam, and they cause this hallucinations. And for the rest of the day, she's feeding her these lorazepams, telling her that they're aspirins and they'll cure her hangover. But with the counteracting of so many of them and like having a stomach full of alcohol means that she starts having intense hallucinations and feeling really incredibly sick. So she, like, you know, it's, and they get, like, graphic with it, which, you know, I thought was really interesting. They they included shitting in a horror movie. Like, not great, but, you know, I, there, in, in 2022, there were still people that believed that women can't shit. So I thought it was interesting that they were, like, 
giving her that sort of because like I don't maybe I just spend a lot of time on Reddit looking at like stupid posts from incels so I can feel better about myself. It's like I might be stupid, but at least I don't care so hard that I'm not getting laid that I deny the bi biological reality of women shitting. So there's that. Also, incels say way worse things, but you know, there's there's that. So, um, that was interesting. She, she gets really sick. They get kicked off the bus. Um, she throws up and her friend's like, is they fucking bugs? And like, when the camera looks at the vomit, which is disgusting, bugs, right? So they're wandering through the wilderness trying to find a hospital. And, uh, cause they got fucking kicked off the tour bus. And so, um, she starts freaking out the current reigning cellist. And she's like, I feel something in my arm. My arm doesn't feel right. And her friend's like, you're, yeah, your skin is, like, doing some weird shit. And then because she's been fed this reality of, oh, there are already bugs inside me, because when I threw it up, it, you know, it, it, obviously there's bugs in my guts or some shit like that. She's like, oh, my arm's fucking full of bugs. And so her friend, friend, air quotes, <laughs> takes out a meat cleaver that she stole from a restaurant earlier in the day, which we only see in the rewind. Um... And she's like, you know what you have to do? And so this world-renowned cellist hicks with her arm. And then it impedes her ability to play. Because, I mean, she spent her whole life... I'm not saying that there's not an accessible way to play a cello. There definitely is, probably. And if there isn't yet, there should be. But, like, you know, it, it's just, like, she spent her whole life not playing cello and not needing accessibility for cello playing. You know what I mean? It's, she spent her whole life playing cello, but not needing accessibility options like a prosthetic limb or something like that so like she you know she's she spent her whole life doing one thing and the ability to do it has been radically changed to the extent where she personally doesn't know if she even can do it anymore so that's like a big thing she goes back to the academy and she's very sad and she's broken up about it and she's like i fucking hacked off my arm they drug tested her like in the hospital when they sewed her up and stuff and she's like yeah you know I got fucking poisoned by your other best student in the world. And they're like, what? It's weird. Also, we're kicking you out because if you can't play cello the way we want you to, you're useless to me. So they fucking kick her out and she goes to take revenge on uh, the lady that cut off her arm. The lady that, or the lady that convinced her to cut off her own arm. The lady that convinced her to cut off her own arm claims that she did so because it was the wake-up call that this person needs. The reason why she says that this person needs a wake-up call is that... Uh... <laughs> fuck. Um, the Cello Academy is a, sex, is a sex cult. It's a pedophile ring sex cult type thing. Where, like... This is so fucking gross. Um, when the... If a character does bid is a child if they make a single mistake in a certain special cult room in the basement of the building they get raped um by a, a group of professors they work there it's disgusting and uh i did not see they coming so it's an original concept um i hope i hope this never happened irl um so but it was like so ingrained into the teaching of the school like you know everyone thought it was normal until they get out and then she's like yeah cutting off my arm did make me realize that like being raped for plonking a note wasn't normal and then so they both go and they set up an elaborate thing where they kill everybody at the school and it's pretty cathartic and you know it is like 
Yeah, I, I like rape revenge movies. I don't like the rape part, but, like, I like the revenge. But I don't know. And then they do a performance at the end where they hate a fool their teacher's limbs. The the original, the, the most rapist out of all of them. And uh, they tie him down, and they sit side by side next to a cello. One of them, because one, uh, during the scuffle, the person they didn't originally lose an arm, um... He, the the rapist teacher, plunged a knife so far into her arm that it went through the two bones in your forearm, and he just tore up to the wrist. And it is probably one of the nastiest effects that I've ever seen in a film. I was shocked. I didn't even know you could do that, like, medically. Now I know. Um, I didn't want to know that, but they had to amputate the arm. So they're sitting side by side. One is one hand on the top of the cello, and one is using the bow and um i don't know i just it was a film it you know it rape revenge i i, I do like is a genre because like i'm not gonna say i haven't thought about it but um I don't know, this one just kind of feels icky it's kind of like you know it's uh, it, like the ending scene is really cool i think that the ending scene the specific like the image of the two people playing the cello together is cool um, and I think it was a good ending for the way that the movie was, and, uh, I just, I don't know, because it's, there's so many abuses of, like, people's trust along the way, where it's like, it, she didn't even try to have a conversation, where it's like, hey, I went to the academy, you went to the academy, I was raped there, were you? Like, she was just like, nah, I gotta cut off this chick's arm. I gotta make her do it. I gotta make her do it. I'm gonna poison her. And then they still fall in love in the end anyway. And I was just kind of like, but she made you hurt yourself because she didn't want to have a conversation with you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, man. Uh, but it's a film. So I'm not here to talk about horror movies that I've seen recently anyway. Um, I actually, even though I've spent 40 minutes talking about movies I've seen recently, I actually wanted to take a look at some big horror movies so we've already seen what i what i will watch right i think i watched all four of those movies in a day like you know so we've already there's a scope to what i've i will watch one day in college i had nothing to do i watched all three human centipedes i don't know why i did that nobody knew why i did that my friends were like what the hell are you watching i'm like ah human centipede why you guys what are you guys doing they're like nothing but not that (laughs) fine okay um you know whatevs so i I was i I wanted to originally look at some of the what are some of the consider some of the worst horror movies of all time now that we know the extent to which i understand movies which i'm going to say is like very shallow um and you know the 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 breadth i would say of the types of movies i will watch (laughs) considering i just said you know the perfection fucking sucked but slaughter high is the best film of all time like it's not but and also the perfection was fine but um you know i (laughs) obviously i have some hick opinions so let's see what other hick opinions i can extend to would i watch any of these movies considered the worst horror movies of all time the problem is the, the gimmick with this episode is I'm probably going to say yes, no matter what any of these are. I found some lists on the internet, and I probably will end up genuinely checking out some of these videos. Videos. Movies? They're not on cassette anymore. VHS. They're not on VHS. I mean, they are, but I don't even own a TV, so I certainly don't own a VHS player. But, um, you know, I'll watch them. Probably. 
but we'll see. So I found a couple different lists. This is from editorial.rottentomatoes.com. And this is the worst horror movies of all time. And these are all ones that have like 0% ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. So I figured it was a good place to start. Some of these I've already seen. One missed call I believe I've already seen. Have I? Um, right. It's a, it's a Japanese horror movie remake. Yeah, I have seen it. And it does suck. So, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, some people die, but then the cell phone harbors the mysteries to the, you know, the clues, and it's like, yeah, okay, but they could have just put subtitles on the original, because the original was good. Like, you could just put subtitles. I need subtitles anyway, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna need them anyway. Just put, just put English subtitles, it's fine. Uh, but anyway, Joy's the Revenge. Okay, um... Jaws the Jaws the Revenge. Is the the one? Is it the one where the shark knows who they are? Now I have to look that up because I think I might have also seen at least part of that one. Jaws the Revenge. Because there's very specifically one installment of the Jaws franchise where it's a completely different shark. And they're like, the shark knows. And I don't know if it's like implied psychic connection to the shark. Like, I don't know. A demonic shark. Shark possessed by the soul of the other shark. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah. So according to IMDb, um, <laughs> Chief Brody's widow believes that her family is deliberately being targeted by another shark in search of revenge. Well, um, I think keyword there is belief. Like there, there was a possibility where they could have. I mean, not. I'm not saying that the screenwriting, you know, people actually tossed this idea around, but like it would have been really interesting to explore it from like everybody knows this guy is wrong, and like the shark is not actually doing the thing he thinks they're doing. Because I'm sure there was probably. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I'm sure there was probably at least like one dissenter that's like Chief Brody. I don't think so. But then the shark is actually doing everything that Chief Brody says that it is, and then they kind of ruins like. I don't know. It just would have been fun to play with. It's just a fucking shark. Chief Brody, you gotta let it go. You know, like I get that your whole family died. You don't have to let that go. It's okay to mourn, but like it's an unrelated shark. They're not even the same species, maybe. Um. So. I don't know. I've also never seen the original Jaws. I think, I guess I would watch this without having watched the original Jaws. I know the soundtrack. And I probably have been to where it's shot. I know it's shot near Massachusetts. I'm living Jaws. I just haven't gotten that close to a shark, and I'm okay with it. Um, Cabin Fever. Okay. Have I seen Cabin Fever? Um, it's a really good question. Keeping fever. Oh, so yes, I have seen the original Keeping Fever, I believe, but this is the remake. I think I've seen the original, but I don't remember it very well. Um, but yeah, okay, it's a remake. It's a flesh-eating disease thing. Uh, basically, there are these people, and they stay in a, in a call, they're college students, because of course they are, and they stay in a cabin, and there's a flesh-eating virus, and they have to, like, drink beer to survive. I don't know, I like, I, I don't like the flesh-eating virus, but I do like the premise of drinking beer to, to survive. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably watch this. I, I, because it's a, a remake that got such a bad review, and he's 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, and everybody, uh, universally hates it, I think that might be funny. 
I'm definitely watching for the Leafs. Uh, um, you know, I yeah, I don't think it's bad. Uh, the disappointments room. I've heard it was disappointing. Um, ironic, right? Or 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 on brand. Uh, who's to say? Disappointments room from 2016. First of all, again, I almost exclusively watch terrible things. I'm disappointed that it's not the room. Okay, just so we got the joke out of the way. Uh, let's see what's going on here. What what are the, what are these people disappointed about? Uh, oh, geez. A mother and her young son released unimaginable horrors from the attic of their rural dream home. Well, what kind of horrors? There's a gravestone with the kite on it. Okay, it's it's heck. Um, um, visions of a young girl being tormented by a German shepherd, having a nervous breakdown, the girl, not the German shepherd, armory, I don't know, it seems boring, it sounds boring, uh, maybe I'd watch it, but I, you know, I, you know, I like to be disappointed by movies, but I don't know if I'm gonna like to be disappointed by this one, uh, let's see, Homecoming, 2009, um, I might have seen this, I'm not sure, um, oh, it's like a, it's like a collaboration, or not collaboration, but like a conglomerate film, you know what I'm trying to say, there's, it's a collection, it's a collection of different little films, I think, um, uh, I might, I don't know, I don't know for sure if I've seen this one, actually, um, you know, apparently it's the high school theme, so it can be fun to leave it, it is always kind of fun to leave it the way that people write high school students, um, but, like, if they don't even do that in a funny way, then I would probably turn it off immediately. Like, if it's so bad, it's actually bad, then I don't know. Because, like, I also wasn't, like, a great high school student. Like, definitely if somebody had written, if I was a character that was written, if who I was in high school was a character that was written, people would be like, this film's unrealistic and also I hate you. And, like, they would be understandable. But it is, it is also funny to hear it happening to other people and not real people. But if they if they can't even stoop that low, then I I don't know if it's a, a film worth watching. Um, uh, beneath the darkness, teenagers discover a terrible secret when they break into the home of a mortician whose wife died two years ago. I mean, do we have to villainize morticians anymore? You know what I mean? I feel like they already kind of get a bad rap. Um, you know, be nice to your mortician. We're all you know. It depends. I think everybody needs one one day i'm planning on not being buried as a person i'm planning on being one of those tree burials but i also don't know will the mortician have to be the one putting me in the tree or is it will it be like an environmental activist or do i have to go into the tree personally when i feel like i'm dying i don't know uh i just think be nice to morticians their job's tough enough <laughs> um so i'm gonna guess that it's probably a very cliche film these aren't is bid as i was hoping they were like these are all like shitty modern horror movies i think i found an, another list um i have one from insider.com and it's got all the basic ones troll 2 i think i've seen the entirety of um yeah i'd watch it again yeah i'd go i'd go to nilbog again nilbog being goblin spelled backwards which is where the trolls live and they're vegetarians okay 
there we go. Dates the premise. Angry vegetarian trolls killing people. They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Oh my god. And then there's like a weird scene with popcorn, and then Kit pisses on the food, and then like the dad talks weird. Again, okay, me, yep. And then like, I don't know, the the grandpa's there. It's something's happening. It's good. It's a film. It's, um, you know, it's not good, but I, I'd watch it again. It's entertaining. Um, and I, I am actually interested into seeing the, um, the way that it was made. I, I know that there was a, which I'll have to do another episode on at some point. There was like a movie about the making of The Room. And I'm going to say the book, The Disaster Artist, million times better than the movie The Disaster Artist. I liked the movie. It was a little stupid, and it didn't, like, fully... It, like, made it into a story that, like, you know... I And it probably there was probably also some, like, pressure from... I'm just guessing, but probably, like, from Tommy Wiseau. Like, hey, give me a good spin on this, you guys. Because the book was, like, no holds barred. They were like, yeah, this fucking old lady, we left her in the sun, she fucking fainted, and he had to go to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, Tommy Wiseau, straight up, if someone farts in his car, he'll kill them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's shit in the book that never made it to the movie, which I understand that, like, book-to-movie adaptations, but I feel like the movie was a very sanitized version of it, where it was, like, quirky movie made by quirky people, funny, true story, and then, like, what the hell's his name? It's not Marilyn Brando. You know, the guy that's not Marilyn Brando does a silly accent, but, like, I, I, I think the, the movie didn't do the book justice, but it was, it was good anyway. But I would like to see a movie on the making of Trolls, um, which I think is probably a lot to ask, because a lot of those people don't strike me as being actual actors, so to what extent will they want to be in a movie again? Um, but I think it's okay. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Oh, it's such a fucking good movie. Straight out, straight up, good movie. Jen, not good, not written good, not good premise. Good movie. Rewatchability, 100%. Um, incredible, incredible film. Um, it's what it sounds like. It's a, so basically, you know, so I'm a writer. I I don't write film. I originally thought I was going to write for film. And then I was like, you know what? Formatting a script is hard in a way that I just don't need in my life. They'd stress that I, as a person, do not need, do not want, never aced for. And I think, you know, I never told anybody that. um, But I think, you know, as a whole, the film industry uh, just sensed that the disturbance in the force was all gone and rejoiced. And it's fine. I write books now. Um, so, you know, watch out, people that like to read with their eyeballs, because I'm coming for you, and it's gonna, it's gonna be terrible. And I'm sorry, but, <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, is, is a writer, my thing is kind of, usually I do have, like, a hacky joke title for anything that I do write, and sometimes I do genuinely, um, just write shit based off of a hacky joke title um you know well my chapters are hacky joke titles you know what i mean like it's just well my books are hacky joke titles i try to write poetry and it's usually serious but it's a it's a joke title always and i think i kind of understand what they're doing here i think that's also probably how deathbed colon the bed they'd eat which obviously the colon was attached later because they were like but what if our audience isn't fully stoned enough to get it it's definitely a premise where somebody was like deathbed they're on their deathbed deathbed what if it was a bed 
they killed people. Okay, buddy, how is the bed gonna kill people? I have this wood of cash, and you can make a film with it if you tell me how the bed kills people, eats them. Yeah, it eats them. We'll put it in the title, too, if you don't believe me. Sold. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just... Um, it's funny. It's, it's very funny. Um, you can, like, see inside of the bed, and it's, like, melting the people and that sort of thing, and it's, like, implied that the bed has some sort of digestive system, which is fucking weird, um, because it really just is, like, an abandoned bed in the middle of nowhere, which is, like, cursed and haunted, and, like, you know, lovers go onto it, and then they get eaten, or, like, part of the lover gets eaten, and they're like, what the bed fucking eat me, bro? Because it's also, like, the 70s, and everything's shot really poorly, and the lighting sucks, and the music sucks, and the practical effects suck, and the bed sucks, it sucks people in. It's great. I love it. Uh, check out Deathbed, the bed that eats. The complete rewatchability. You don't have to be high, but, like, it helps. Um, The Mangler, 1995. Uh, ooh, okay. Let's see. This person mangles people um, in a machine. Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, it's great. It's terrifying. Genuinely, I I, it's a terrifying thought to me. I don't work near machinery. I don't go near machinery. I'm terrified of the idea of being caught and killed in machinery, despite literally not touching machinery. Um, yeah, I'd watch it. Uh, it's probably stupid. It, it's made in 1995. The practical effects are probably, like, weird. Um, this guy, I don't know what's going on with this guy's picture. Um, it's, I'm gonna say that it's a person wearing a mask? Or, like, a prosthetic makeup type thing? I like it. It looks cool. I'd watch this movie. I gotta find it now. It's probably on Shutter. Manos, The Hands of Fate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rewatchability 100%. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's just, what, what, what is going on with Torgo? Really? I think he's, like, on LSD. I think I read it. Or, I gotta look that up. So, Manos, the Hands of Fate. For people that don't know, uh, Manos is Spanish for hands, first of all. So, get the joke out of the way. Um, right. So, what happens is, it's, like, this newlywed couple, and I think a child or a dog? Do they have a dog with them? Something like that. Uh, I wish it forever ago. Um, it, uh, newlywed couple, their car is, like, they're trying to go somewhere, but they're in the forest, and the car trouble, and then they're, like, near, uh, the hotel, kind of, um, and it's run by Manos and Torgo, his, his assistant, who was supposed to be a satyr for some reason, like, I guess, no, the movie's not satire, the movie is base-level stupid, not on purpose, but, like, Torgo is supposed to be, like, an animal person? And, like, you know, a human on top, the uh, uh, thingy, thingy, you know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, like, you know, goat thing on the bottom. Um, he wears the, the legs backwards, so it just looks like he, like, he's, because you know how, like, the joints in an animal, like, some animals are reversed, like, their knees are different than our knees, so he wears the, the, the satyr suit, like, it's a human suit, like, a very hairy, and there's nothing wrong with even hairy legs, but it's, like, very clearly he's struggling to work in these props, because he's on all kinds of LSD, and, um, he is, uh, 
wearing them backwards. Um, I think he, oh, he was 25, and he did die by suicide. I liked the character Torgo. I thought he was good. I mean, it was pretty obvious that, like, something was going on. But it's a good film. I'm going to say, honestly, and not even just because, like, he committed suicide and I feel bad. Honestly, Torgo makes the film. Because, like, otherwise the film really is guy in the middle of the desert who's named himself the, 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 the word for hands in Spanish, runs a cult that's a bunch of skimpy-dressed women with their boobs out and they have to sacrifice the wife. You see them from a mile away. You go in the basement, bunch of bunch bunch of wives, bunch of broads, right? It's it's a cult. It's a cult film, you know. It's you know, sometimes people just don't get creative with their cults, and it's fine. Torgo and the soundtrack. Uh, check out the soundtrack. Is is absolutely what makes the the film um more watchable, especially because like the audio quality other than the soundtrack is like painfully bad. Like it's very, from what I remember, it's very obviously ADR'd in. Um, so like they recorded it with no sound and there was something fucked up about the recording too. I can't, it's something about like the camera could only shoot scenes in so many like seconds. It was something like that. It's been forever since I thought of this movie, but now all these fakes are rushing back. Um, so check out Torgo, the Torgo, the hands of fate. I'm sorry. Check out, uh, Manos. The Hands of Fate. Uh, good film. Rewatchable, 100%. Probably going to rewatch it soon. Um, and also, R.I.P. Uh, John Reynolds. Uh, that's it. I didn't know about that. Oh boy, I've heard of this film. The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies. Okay. Everybody, I can't hear you. And you know I can't hear you. That's not a hearing loss joke. That's like, I, you know, I'm in, I'm, this is pre-recorded. Um, and we're not, like, on Skype. Or Zoom. I'm of the times. What decade do we think this film is from? I know the answer. I'm looking right at it, okay? Uh, but, like, how much weed do you think was involved in the titling of this film? How, how much weed? Maybe, like, a 1960s amount of weed? Maybe, like, a peace, love, and drugs amount of weed? You'd be right. It released in 1964. Um, it's a film. I've definitely heard of it. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. I feel like it would be a lot of responsibility to watch it, because I wouldn't be able to remember the title. Um, it looks fucking hilarious. Wait, have I seen this? I, okay, it was on a an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. They might be where I know this name from. I'd watch it again. Um, you know, there's a zombie, and they're at a carnival, and the poster's cool, the website's right, it's a cool-looking poster, there's a burlesque woman in front of a zombie. Incredible name. Um, I'd love to see a remake of it, just because I want to see people roast the name. It can't just be me roasting the name. Like, it can't just be me and other, like, film nerds. It has to, we all have to roast this name please so it's pretty cool um i'd watch it the giant spider invasion that is the most obvious miniature i've ever seen and i love it very much i love it a lot uh 1975 not the band the 1975 this was released in 1975 it's you know it looks like it looks like what it is um it could be cute oh wait wait is it not a miniature they made the spiders out of Volkswagens? Holy shit. I take back what I said. 
impeccable practical effects. Um, genuinely impressive. Uh, now I have to watch it just to see the giant whatever movies are usually good to me. Giant whatever movies are usually good to me. Uh, you know, there's a movie about giant rabbits. Fuck, what's the name of the movie? Night of the Lepus. I liked it. <laughs> That's a problem. Um, I think I've seen I, most of a take of the 50-foot woman. I think, I, I can't remember why I didn't finish it, but, um, you know, the premise is cool. Good, go slay, girl. Attack everybody. You're a fifty foot woman. Go off. Yeah, who cares? Like, uh, you know, giant whatever movies are fun. Blob, fun. You know, um, I very distinctly remember something about giant tomatoes, like attacking tomatoes. I don't know if I just like didn't understand Veggie Tales as a child. I don't know. I I could be wrong about that. Uh, they genuinely terrify me. <laughs> um, not Veggie Tales. Fuck Veggie Tales. But like the concept of giant killer tomatoes. You know, uh, I also thought it was the same thing as fried green tomatoes. Turns out, different media. So, you know, I can be stupid too sometimes. Anyway, yeah, I, I want to see this movie about these cars that are spiders that are invading that are giant. Fuck yeah, looks great. Um, Not good, not good, but it looks great. These swim haters. Oh, The Happening. Yeah, seen it, seen it, forced my friend to watch it. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, for people that don't know, the happening is uh, it's from 2008. So like, don't worry if it, it's within your lifetime and you missed it. Like you didn't, you didn't miss anything. It's M Night Shyamalan, I believe it is. It's M Night Shyamalan. Uh, you know, it's you know, it twists and turns, and Mark Wahlberg is there, and um, so the wind carries death, like the uh, actually fucking what was that movie that came out really recently? Um, uh, oh god, um, then the opening scene, the woman is, like, pregnant or something, and she's on her way to or from an OBGYN appointment, and the person driving her is like, I might actually just fucking kill myself, dude, and she's like, don't, but then she does, and then everybody does, is it the bird box? I don't know, um, because, yeah, there was, like, a weird thing going on in movies where they, they were doing, like, a deprivation of senses thing for some reason. And it's, like, I think the movie Mute came first, which was about, like, the the, the, the final girl or the one protagonist was deaf, so the whole movie didn't have sound. It's a concept. Um, You know, I don't. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it was, like, done shittily or not. I feel like you do kind of have to hand it over to a deaf producer and writer, which I don't know for sure if they did, but I feel like they kind of kicked off, and I could have the timeline wrong, but I feel like they kind of kicked off, like, the the deprivation movies. It was either, or not deprivation, but, like, one sense that the audience presumably does have is missing. Um, and some of them, it is genuinely sensory deprivation, and some of them, it's like, some people are just disabled, bro. Fucking get over it. But, like, um... What was the one where they couldn't talk, and the guy from The Office was in it? The Quiet Place? I think there was also another one where they were like, this is the hot new thing. Can't hear, can't talk, maybe we tried, can't see. And then they did the silent play, or the, the box of birds, whatever, it was fucking cool. Anyway, uh, similar similar premise to the, except not really. Um, but the thing about this movie is it travels on the wind, and if the wind hits you, you're like, I'm going to kill myself, and then you do. And so basically, it's just Mark Wahlberg outrunning the wind, 
Um, because if the wind hits you, you run over yourself with a lawnmower. And the twist is, in M. Night Shyamalan's world, data's a thing people can very easily do in times of crisis. Um, honestly, I'm going to say not a lot of rewatchability. Not alone. It's not a movie I would rewatch alone. It's a movie I would inflict on other people. I'd be like, hey, is this the subject matter we're all cool with? Okay. This movie sucks. Let's watch it. You know, I, but yeah, it's, ugh, whatever. It's, it's a film. <laughs> it happens. Um, you know, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Seen it, didn't like it. Um, also, um, I'm gonna be honest. I, it kind of sucked to know that Blair Witch was fake. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I definitely missed out on when people were like, Blair Witch is so real. Like, everybody thinking it was genuinely, like, found footage. They would have been cool to have that experience, but I watched it knowing it was fake. Cause, like, I was like, a teenager at the time, and it was, like, 20 years after it came out, so, I don't know, it would have been cool, but Blair Witch is pretty cool, it didn't, it didn't need, they didn't need to do this to it, um, Plan 9 from Outer Space, haven't seen it, he've heard incredible things about it, um, absolutely would watch, um, it, it's Ed Wood, okay, Ed, Ed, Edna, I believe, it's the same person, Hell yeah, this woman's a vampire and she's got her tits out? Why not, right? Who cares? If I was a vampire, I'd have my tits out. I can't promise my waist would be they'd snitched, but, um, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it. I probably will watch this one for real. Jaws the Revenge. We've been over that. Fuck that one. Birdemic, Shock, and Terror. You've seen it. I think I also saw the sequel. Um, again, I would not say rewatchability, necessarily. It's another one where it's like, you have to have people with you. And you can kind of pull a little prank on him and be like, no, it's so good, dude. It's like the birds. And then it's like not remotely at all. Like the birds, Tippy Hendren's not there. Um, the fear is not there. <laughs> um, any sense of suspense is not there. But a shot in color. And they're CGI birds. Um, so, uh, yeah. But rewatchability is a singular solitary person laying on my bed watching horror movies. No, 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 no. No. So for people that don't know, Birdemic, oh god, it's been so long. Um, I don't say that nostalgically, I just say it is physically actual. The realities of time mean it has been so long. But um, it's basically, there's birds, they're infected with the zombie virus, there's like a weird environmentalist subplot where they're like, but global warming is the reason why there's a zombie virus in these birds. And it's like, uh, I'm not saying it can't happen, I'm just saying, why are your birds rendered so poorly? And I say that to somebody that Excuse me, I say there's somebody that cannot animate. Because, like, I went... Okay. Imagine. Picture this. I went to camp, right? There was a camp I went to... I used to live in a town that had a very small uh, college that, like, my parents went to. And they were like, this college is the shit. Like, this is the best college, and you will probably go here. And I was like, yeah, I'm not so sure. And then I went to Emmanuel. But anyway, um, or Simmons, depending on wh when you're asking. I went to Simmons and I transferred to Emmanuel. I did not go to this college, right? But they had a camp for, like, high schoolers where it was kind of, it was kind of a pretty cool premise. It was, like, prepping for college. And it was, like, it allowed you to do, like, a college search with people, like, they'd already kind of knew about the college searching thing and whatever and, like, take college-level courses and sort of thing. It was pretty cool. And one of the courses that I took was animation. 
And uh, I'm going to say, I can't animate at the college student level. I also can't animate at, like, an elementary schooler's level. I cannot animate. I the Consistently, things were going backwards, and I was like, I'm trying to animate this forwards, but it's, like, not happening for me. So, you know, it can't be too hard on Birdemic or fucking whatever. The Birdemic shock and terror, um, but I'm going to be. So, uh, yeah, I can't tell them how to improve their animation, but I think um, not doing whatever they did would be a start. Um, yeah, animating is hard. Anyway, um, Creepshow 3. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna say, I actually haven't seen Creepshow. I've heard it's really, really good, and I've heard it's very atmospheric, which I, I do like is the person that's also very aesthetically and atmospherically base and driven um i'm gonna have to see that at some point it's probably on shutter um uh, you know what i you know i don't think well yeah okay if they if you take out george romero and stephen king i can see why this would probably not go well but in, even looking at this like i think this practical effect that they have a picture of i'm assuming it's a practical effect it looks like somebody wearing the prosthetic makeup with like the big teeth and you know they're they're doing like a jim carrey face but it's like scary um, I think it looks pretty cool. Again, I am pretty easily entertained by prosthetic of, uh, makeup and practical effects, so, like, I think it looks cool, but at the same time, it's me. So, you know, uh, I'd watch it, but I, I'd, I'd want to watch the other two first to compare. So, oh, and it's the end of this one. Let's see what's on these other lists I found, and then I'll let you guys go. I'm sorry. Worst horror films of all time. 14 Cameras from 2018, a sequel to 13 Cameras. It's stupid. Um, ooh, ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I see the premise. I see where they think they were going with this, and I probably will watch it. I might, I don't know. Um, it's basically just like these people even an Airbnb, and it's like full of cameras. And it's like, well, they're private lot. You know, there's a way to do that. I... Um, honestly, it's terrifying, but I wouldn't, I don't know, I'm guessing they wrote it strict horror. I wouldn't write the strict horror. I, I think it's also because I'm specifically, like, a comedy horror writer. I do, like, very dark comedy writing. Um, I'm not, like, cheesy, like, I'm not, like, you know, not to be like, I'm not traditional. I'm not, like, traditional comedy horror or, like, well-known comedy horror. It kind of doesn't really fall into comedy or horror because i'm not really good at what i do but um i do like i i write like very dark-sided comedy dealing with horrifying topics so there's that i would i would do this as a comedy horror film i don't know exactly like what character arc anyone went through but i would definitely have at least like the acknowledgement of the person behind the camera being like god these people are like fucked up dude like i kind of feel really bad and gross i don't know i i would just i would come at it from a different angle um i i like writing anti-heroes i like writing j cases that end up it like a precipice of like i can be a nice person and have feelings or i can continue having feelings and being a shit person because i don't know how to handle them so i, I think they would be an interesting precipice to write a character on too i'm just gonna guess it's entirely not what happens in this film but i, I think they would be really cool though um hey man maybe i'll write 15 cameras we don't know um, Venom, 2005. Uh, teenagers in Louisiana is possessed. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh, God. It's set in Louisiana. It was released 
days after Hurricane Katrina. I don't want to say that it'll sink you, but um, I did almost say that. Yeah, uh, uh, I probably won't watch this one. And not even because of that, it's just like, yeah, so the dad is possessed and he's chasing these people. Okay. I mean, again, could be a comedy horror premise. Not that comedy horror is, like, the only way to write horror. It's just that, like, also looking at this still... They should have played this as comedy. Uh, anyway, Hellraiser. Oh, you're telling me there's another Hellraiser and it's bad? Um, it's a prequel and a sequel. I, you know, I'm going to watch it anyway. I don't fucking give a shit. I want to know about the Cenobites. I, you know, I want to see more of the Cenobites. Wow, I don't know what's going on with these people. But, you know, they're attached, like, at the head. And then Pinhead face is there. Pin faces, Pinhead? Pinhead. He's there. Uh, it's pretty chill, and I want to see more of it. And I don't care if it's one of the 100 worst horror movies of all time. I just want to see it. Scrolling through the roommate. Uh, should have worked. They say, yeah, okay, that's how movies are made. No one, very few non-cynical people make a movie and are like, it's not gonna work. Anyway, like, I think it's like Birdemic Shock and Shock and Shock and Terror too. I think was made with it sort of cynical, like, it's not going to work. Okay, let's do it. Or even like Tommy Wiseau's later work. I mean, honestly, even a lot of my early writing uh, is, I knew, I've i always known I would be bad. So I was like, I think that's why I love shit media so much. I Because I was like, oh, there's something to fall back on. I can always say it's so bad, it's good. And it's like, no, I actually do want to produce a good product. It's just that like, you know, if it, if it goes bad, it goes bad. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's because I do sit down and I watch shit like The Roommate. I'm pretty sure I have seen The Roommate. It's not worth it. I reference Single White Female a lot, um, it's, which I also have not seen. But um, it's like my way of, it, it's my jokey way of referencing identity theft. I don't know why I reference identity theft so much. I guess I need to look into that. Fantasy Island 2020. Oh, it's a reboot from a 70s show. But things are bad this time. Um, ugh, nah, I'm probably not going to watch it. Um, yeah, whatevs. The Curse of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, oh man, okay. Love the makeup. Love the makeup. Love the Bleak Swan gothic makeup. It's great. Uh, I don't really care about fairy tales, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fairy tale person. Sleeping Beauty, whatever, man. She can she can sleep if she wants. I don't give a shit as long as she's happy. Go for it. Also, don't kiss her. It's fucking weird. Also, you don't know she's not dead. Like, what was your plan if you kissed her and she was still dead? Then you've kissed a corpse, you know? Then you have to carry that for the rest of your life. Is that who you want to be? That's not who I want to be. Um, so, but I don't even kiss living people. So it's like, whatever. I've been told I'm a terrible kisser. My teeth get in the way. Um, and it's okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, probably not going to watch this one. They'll love the makeup, though. Um, they looks great. The Basement from 2018. Uh, it's a serial, serial killer known as the Gemini who tortures people. It's connected to people's wives. It's supposed to be like Saw. They'll just watch Saw. I don't know if I have the stomach for Saw. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen Saw. I've seen the some of the things that they do the, uh, the one where they're all in needles i don't know if i can do that isn't there like something where like 
they have to reach inside of themselves? I don't know if I can do that. I guess that's the point of horror, though. I'll probably watch Saw one day. I've heard they kind of fall off the, the bandwagon a little bit towards the end, where it's like, oh, now Jigsaw, we love him or something? Uh, it gets, like, weird towards the end. And then also, isn't there a Wahlberg in Saw? Massachusetts connection. That's where I'm from. I am not a Wahlberg brother. I know. Surprising. Surprising. Um, the disappointment's room, we've been over it. Captivity. Oh, God. Torture porn. Uh, 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 I might watch it. I, okay. I don't watch torture porn to get off, obviously. If you do, if you do watch something called, like, The Captivity, or, like, uh, even Megan is Missing, which was a shitty, terrible movie, but they kind of falls into the torture porn genre, or, like, Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. If you watch any of that shit, and you're, like, actively touching yourself, do you need to talk to any therapist? Any therapist. Literally any. All of them, actually. Um, I don't know why they call it torture porn, because there's nothing really pornographic about it. It's just straight torture. Uh, that's kind of why I like it, though. The, the only porn I will ever watch is torture porn. Uh, it's horrible, but it, I, I like being, like, grossed out by it. Sometimes. Um, I'd probably watch this. The Pyramid, 2014. I remember this. I haven't seen it? It's probably stupid. It's probably... Is a white person that acts stupid? It's probably... The whole movie's probably white people acting stupid and, like, insensitive towards um, basically anybody. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we're taking your art. We're taking, we're taking your mummies. We're taking everything. And it's like, leave them alone. Get out of the pyramid. Who cares? You could have made a different movie. You could be, you could be on the set of a different movie right now. Um, also like, it says that there's like a political undertone. Again, I don't necessarily, I'm guessing this is American filmmakers. Some, I don't, something tells me I don't trust American filmmakers to know the complexities of Egyptian politics because I, an American citizen, absolutely do not know the complexities of Egyptian politics. So I'm also not super into like history horror or like history adventure. Like I never saw Indiana Jones and I know that it's like adventures through ruins and that sort of thing. I just say, like, you know, I, I've never been a big like adventuring you know, movie fanatic, Lord of the Rings, even though it's not horror, all the adventuring. Yeah, New Zealand's beautiful, but, like, I don't need, like, six movies of it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I would watch six different movies from New Zealand. Uh, they, you can't always be taking the Hobbit's Isengrid? Anyway, my sibling listens to this. Hey, Fee, text me when you hear this episode and be like, you are the dumbest dumb to have ever dumbed, because I am. Rings. I've seen Rings. Have I, se I have seen Rings. I saw Rings without seeing Ring. Um, yeah, it was not good. It was, and I, I'm not even saying that because I haven't seen Ring, and it's like, I don't understand the premise. It's Ring, okay? The Ring is ubiquitous. Everybody knows the premise of the movie. Even if you've even seen it, it's been spoofed a million times. The girl crawls out of the TV and is like, you will die in seven days. And then, like, the, I think in Rings, there's, like, a weird, like, because the Ring was, like, a videotape. And then there's, like, a weird, like, cell phone. Because they're like, we're a wave of the future. Now your cell phone's telling you you're going to die. And it's like, listen, the future cold, and it, it it's begging you to hang up. Like, it's a stop. It's a dumb joke. Um... Don't watch rings. A haunted house. God, were they just running out of fucking names? 
2013. Okay. Wife possessed by a demon because they use a Ouija board. Um, they got a golden... Ooh. Ooh. One of the actors played a character called Chip the Psychic. I might watch this just for Chip the Psychic. They won a golden raspberry, which kind of changes my idea of the movie. Because if somebody in it earned a raspberry... I want to see the Raspberry winning performance. For people that don't know, the Golden Raspberry Awards are like dumb, horrible film awards. Like if you have a film that's scored horribly, written horribly, everybody sucks. Nobody, there's no lighting. You get a Raspberry. And it's incredible. Um, the Covenant, I think I've seen it. Which families, maybe I haven't seen it, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's like a coming of age, like young adult thing. It's kind of not really my thing anyway. Maybe it's the only thing on. Also, made in 2006. I think that's one of those ones that I have to see later, uh, because we're not far enough out from 2006 where I don't want to dress like it's 2006. So then, like, you know, it's year 2075, we'll probably watch the Covenant and be like, haha, it's funny people used to dress the way, because I will finally solidly be dressing like it's 2015. Um, so, you know, give me some time on day one. Dark House. Uh, clairvoyant man who could determine how a person dies by touching them. Wait. Isn't it, like, already several films? Isn't it already, like, a million movies where the person can touch the person and, like, learns how they will die? Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it every movie? So I feel like I don't have to watch this one because it came out in 2014 and it's already such an overdone concept where it's like, there are, there are apes, I can't think of any... There are absolutely movies on the market that are already doing it campier, funnier, bigger shoulder pads, because, you know, the shit was probably made in the 80s. Um, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to see Dark House. I just, that one's the, the, the real dark horse of the competition. Wait, is Dark Horse the one that's supposed to win? Is they like the underdog? I don't know. I don't do horse racing. Um, House, 2008. The Tin Man, the Killer, Alexa. I've seen it. Um, I think I've seen this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I don't really remember it. It wasn't great. Um, a lot of flashbacks and not a lot of scares. Wait, is this the one where the lady stabs herself with a knitting needle and dies? Is it? Yeah, yeah, right? Okay, wait, she stabs herself? Okay, so this movie made a permanent impact on me. Knitting needle. Okay, well, if I don't spell needle right, then I don't get the results. Death scene? I think it's this movie. Am I wrong? Uh, the crazies. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. It's very specifically, um, oh god, someone killed someone with a knitting needle for real. Oh, <laughs> there's pictures of a knitting needle in someone's brain. Anyway, um, Jesus. Um, no, yeah, definitely this movie. It's like a group of people. They're in some Retier's house. And, um, uh, uh, one of the people kills themselves. There's a main artery in your, your leg. And this, I knit, so this fucking terrified me. It's somebody that knits. And she's just like, yeah, peace out, I'm done. She takes her fucking knitting needles and saves herself in the main artery in her thigh. It fucking, like, bleeds out. It's fucking... <laughs> I think, unless I'm mixing it up with a different movie, because I feel like there was also an Igor scene, not Igor, like Igor from, um, uh, uh, Young Frankenstein, or Frankenstein, if you're a person of, of, of 
behaving scene they film <laughs> um uh but like there's like an eye horror scene in the, the movie i'm thinking of at least there's like a razor taken to somebody's retina Ugh, i mm, uh, huh. if this is the movie i'm thinking of then absolutely i'm never watching it again and it's not worth it i can't do eye. i cannot do eyes uh it's weird uh, my dad had eye surgery, and I was like, I don't even want you to describe, I, I don't, I don't want to know, it's going to happen to me later in life, and I don't want to know, I don't want to know the details of it, I don't want to see, <laughs> I don't want to be part of it, uh, Amityville 3D, oh man, oh, oh, headache inducing, I'm watching it, I, I, I want to know, um, Darkness 2002, I think we already went over that. Virus 1999, based on a comic book. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Um, there's a virus on a boat. Okay, but see, you know, by now we've already had viruses on a boat. And it's not even a COVID joke, okay? It's like, every time a carnival cruise ship goes out to sea, isn't there, like, a big, like, listeria thing that happens on those? I don't know, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, some of these movies suck, too. This episode isn't nearly as entertaining as I thought it was gonna be. Um, so, I guess I can call it here? Um, yeah, it sounds about right. I, you know, now I have some more ideas of what movies to watch. Probably going to watch some movies after this. Probably not going to be any of those. Probably just going to go on Shutter and be like, what's going on now? Uh, maybe I'll just watch Dragula some more. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. I'm going to have to watch some more horror movies so I can poorly explain horror movies to you guys. Uh, they don't have to be good. They just have to be horror movies. Um, they don't have to be horror movies. I'll explain shitty movies to you guys all day. Uh, you know, eventually I'd like to do an episode on Tiger King, which is a documentary series that I watched, and it kind of reads like a horror movie, because, like, what is happening during any of that? I was thinking about that one today. I was like, yeah, I, I, I think of these ideas on the fly, um, you know, just to show you bare bones how this one-person project that's just me and this laptop that I've dropped on the floor uh, is made. Um, you know, if you can't tell, obviously, there's a very um, mild uh, guidelines for what episodes are, so I just kind of think of, like, a topic on the fly, and I'm like, yeah, I can talk about it. Literally, I was like, yeah, I've seen some horror movies recently, and it's October, and I would like to see more horror movies, but as a connoisseur of shit media, I know that a lot of them are garbage, and I want to talk about it, and now I have very loose parameters for what every episode could be, so, yeah, I'll watch some more horror movies, and then I'll inflict the horror on all of you guys, if you enjoy it. And even if you don't, because it's kind of the premise of the episode. So, hey, thank you for hanging out with me. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, hopefully it was scary. Hopefully it got you in the mood for Halloween or Christmas, as we discussed. Oh, Christmas horror movies. Now I definitely know what I'm watching. Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about those sometime. Um, it's a whole genre that, like... I'm going to say it should exist, controversial opinion, but they never get it right. And can I get it right? No. And I'm actively writing a Christmas book. Or I was actively writing it sometime. Um, we've ceased activity on it. But, you know, um, hey, thank you again. Um, I will inflict more shit on you guys some other time. And um, I love you guys for being here. And I hope everyone's doing well and having a great day or night. Don't know why you chose to listen to this episode. At night, Ooh.
But, uh, yeah. Well, I won't see you guys next time, and you won't see me next time, because audio medium, and I won't hear from you next time, because it is a one-way street, but you will hear from me next time. And it's, um... No, you don't need to be afraid of it. It's okay. I was gonna be like, and it should scare you, but, like, it shouldn't. I, the only thing scary about this podcast is my accent, and, um, I... I've come to terms with it. So, that being said, catch you all on the flip. Bye.